Hello and welcome to Unbossed. I am your host, Nina Turner. And today in the co-host chair, we have none other than Francesca Florentini. So glad to have Francesca back with us on the show today. Our top of our show is going to be a little solemn, but you know, we have moments like that, Francesca. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a reflective day for me. Just found out that Tina Turner died at the age of 83 years old. And then also on a personal note, today's my mother's birthday and she died at the young age of 42 years old. So this has been a really, really, really heavy day. Please put put Francesca side by side with me. Just a really heavy day for me. And then just to find out that Tina Turner died is just a lot. So Tina Turner, you know, an icon, came up the the rough side of the mountain to to say the least mm-hmm. uh, really shattered records you know breaking records that people never thought could be broken uh, took the rock and roll world by storm that was not going to be the the genre or that she started off with but she she did do all of that and she succeeded broke broke many many records and then we all know about her book I Tina that came out and revealed some of the things that she was living with with her ex-husband and that just shot her all away and then private dancer was such a riveting hit i think she was 44 years old Francesca when she did that. So she defied all the things about women and age. I mean she had that swag all the right. way from the beginning to the very end. Well, yeah, I mean, um, there must be something about this day, but I feel like, you know, in the great beyond, your mom and Tina Turner are chilling, um, you know, and, uh, but I, but I'm sending you so much love. Mm. And yeah, her, her, she touched so many lives, you know, and inspired so many people. And also her struggles as a woman who was the victim of, you know, domestic violence. And yet, and this is not, again, like, I think this is, you know, not to put a superwoman label on her, but she continued to be an incredible performer and singer. And, you know, after leaving her husband, continued to like, crush, right? You know, and so it's like it's this sort of phoenix rising story. Um to say nothing of yeah, a 40 44 plus year old woman with the best legs in the nation, maybe the world. <laughs> but Tina Turner just always looking fly in addition to having just an incredible voice and being kind of again one of these like once in a lifetime icons, right? Like how do you you can't replicate that. You don't make that up. You don't there's no copy of this. This is just this is Tina Turner. Yeah, no it is. And you know, she had been 60 years in the business. I think the Hollywood Insider wrote a very good story, but there's stories everywhere. So for anybody that wants to go a little deeper into Tina Turner's life, please do so. But yeah, 60 years in the business and she had that one very major breakthrough that set everything off with that song Private Dancer and she was 44 years old and I I believe I heard Francesca that her legs were insured because everybody yes. remembers those <laughs> iconic legs, baby. And she performed well into you know to almost 70 years old. She did a major tour right before she retired and I believe she was 69 years old when she did that. So again, just a magnificent life. It was not an easy life. It took a lot for her to become, you know, the Tina Turner that many of us no, at this moment, but we gotta remember she didn't start off that way. Not just people grieving in this country, but just all over the world because of her magnificence. 
There will never ever be another Tina Turner. And one of my favorite songs, I actually did a, a wrote a speech using this title, What's Love Got to Do With It? And I will always say everything and just so much love for you, Tina Turner. We know that you are in the ancestral plane and we are shouting you out to rest in peace and power and beauty and strength. You have forever, forever changed the world. And our condolences to Tina Turner's family and closest friends. Although she is not physically with us, her spirit, her essence, and all that she brought to this world will live on forever. The incomparable Tina Turner. And now Francesca and I turn to Uvalde. It is really hard to believe that it has been a year. It's hard to imagine that it's been a year since the Uvalde massacre. Families of loved ones lost are still trying to make sense of this tragedy while calling for change. Take a look at this. For the parents who lost children on that terrible day one year ago, sometimes it feels like yesterday, other times like an eternity. We don't ever want them to forget our kids. They had the world in front of them, so much potential. Tom Yamas recently sat down with three grieving mothers whose children were among the 19 students killed. Veronica Mata lost her 10-year-old Tess. Kimberly Rubio's daughter Lexi was also just 10. Gloria Casares lost her daughter Jackie and niece Annabelle. They and other Uvalde families have been calling for stricter gun laws and are angry that no measures have been taken to prevent 18-year-olds from buying assault weapons in the state of Texas. Cannot believe, and that footage comes from the Today Show. I mean, it's just chilling just to see those parents and to listen to some of them and what they have to say. It really is out of the natural order for you know children to die and to die in that way. I should say that way. I mean, people people of all ages die all the time, but the way that they died, they were murdered. And we should remember that. We should never forget it. So as these families continue to seek justice, questions from that day still go unanswered. Many victims, relatives have said healing cannot begin without closure. But closure has been impossible because 12 months later, there are still many unresolved questions about what happened that day, most steaming from the failed police response. Mm -hmm. It took officers an agonizing 77 minutes to enter the classroom and kill the gunman. It was more than an hour during which some of the victims slowly bled to death. And the school is slated to be demolished once lawsuits and pending investigations into the massacre are concluded. Does not surprise me one bit that they would want to destroy that school or demolish that school. And as the grieving community has called on Texas lawmakers to act on gun violence prevention since that day, these lawmakers, because it's Texas, have done, not only have they not done anything, America, they've gone totally in the opposite flipping direction. Mm-hmm. Texas has moved to widen access to firearms in the years since the shooting, months before the attack. Texas lawmakers did away with permit requirements to carry handguns. After the attack, the state also effectively lowered the age required for carrying a handgun to 18 from 21. Once officials stopped defending the higher age limit in court in December. I mean, this is just as it's immoral 
as hell. I mean, they went the total opposite way. No love for what happened to these children, no love for the parents, no 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 understanding of the pain. And but the families are not giving up even though they got a whole bunch of fools in that te- Texas legislature. Let's call them what they are. Gun violence activists including the Uvalde family said they plan to return to Washington Washington DC to lobby for a total ban on assault weapons. And Francesca, there was once upon a time in this country, country we did have an assault weapons ban. It didn't last long, it was really quick, but we had it and it definitely made a difference. And the fact yeah. that you got these spineless cowards in the Texas legislature and legislatures, quite frankly, all over the country where GOP are in control going in the exact opposite direction of what is needed to stem the tide of gun violence in the United States of America. No, they're, they're, they're monsters, Nina, you know that, we know that. Greg Abbott and his cohorts and the Republicans in, in Texas are monsters and they have children's blood on their hands. No parent should have to say goodbye to a child in that fashion. Also, the way that one dies at the hands of something like an AR-15, which was used in this case, it's unconscionable. And these parents, in addition to so many other parents across this country are dealing with that. And let's remember that this, this gunman knew that the age to get a gun was 18 in that state. Right, And so what did he do? He waited until his 18th birthday and then he bought those guns. And President Biden in the wake of Uvalde has passed a little bit more, I guess, federal background checks on 18 to 21 year olds, you know, a little bit here and there. Apparently this guy, no record because I mean, how many people have a record at 18? He might have threatened his grandmother at one point, but the point is, is he's still under what has been already passed since in that year, he would be able to get the gun. If it were a year later, if he decided to wait a year and we were talking about it as if it were yesterday, right? It would not have made a difference. Um, you know, so it's just there's so much we can do, but it's so obvious that it is about banning assault weapons immediately and and yesterday, a million years ago, banning assault weapons. I, I'm disgusted. Like I just I, I like my imagine imagining what it's like to walk a day in the shoes of a grieving parent in Uvalde. It's like I don't know, man. I think our politicians, uh, what are they lacking? Senator, what is what is it that they miss? Or is the money that good? Because I cannot believe the money is that good. It's that part, Francesca. I mean, they lack intestinal fortitude. They are owned by the gun lobby, obviously. Because it's one thing not to do anything. It's a whole nother kind of sinisterness to go in the exact opposite direction in terms of gun. And you're right, I mean, other countries, and and I know you've seen these headlines and maybe some of our viewers have, but other countries have put out warrant travel warnings for their people coming into this country because of the gun violence epidemic that is not new. I mean, imagine that other countries are saying to their citizens, be careful when you go to the United States of America because there is an epidemic of gun violence in that country, you can't be too careful. And even that, you know, it just doesn't 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 move the elected leaders that we have in there. I, I mean, shouldn't even call them lead leaders. They're cowards. They're mm-hmm. absolute cowards. Well, Francesca and I put a lot on your mind in this for beginning segments of Unbossed. We want to give you time to truly wrap your mind around all that we've said, and we will be back after this. Mm-hmm. 
Welcome back to the show. Francesca and I were having some heavy conversations. I'm feeling really heavy today, so uh, don't count. You know, the fire is gonna come. It's there. It's there. <laughs> but this is a heavy, heavy day for me. So I want to start off by saying, you know, thanking the TYT mods for keeping the chat clean, safe, and fun. Again, people do have a right to their opinions. We shouldn't be attacking people for their opinions unless they really, you know, out to really get somebody. I mean, you all know we use our judgment about whether or not somebody's dangerous or not, but just go and let people say what they got to say. You don't have to agree with them. And we need you to become a member of TYT for $4.99. I know that does not sound like a lot of money, but it will make all the difference if we can get thousands, hundreds of thousands, even millions of people to become members at $4.99, baby. TYT will continue to grow and do all of the great things that we do in terms of being an independent media network only answering to you. When you have an independent media network, we can say things and do things and explore things that others cannot do because we don't have to answer to the corporatists in this country. We only answer to you. So if you can, please become a member at $4.99 a month. It will be an investment that you will not regret. And Unbossed, as you know, you can catch us on video on demand. Put the phone up by the Q code. If you're watching live, thank you so very much. Please share this link with somebody else. Let them know one of the best hours of their day can be had by watching Unbossed. And if they miss us, video on demand or podcast, wherever they get their podcast, I would really appreciate it if you would spread the word. Now on to my favorite part of the show. I'm trying to amp my own self up right now, Francesca. <laughs> We go into Twitch, altruism is imaginary. Love you, Nina, my hero. Thank you. Terry Berry, thank you for subscribing for 35 months. We appreciate you, baby. I did that pregnant pause trying to get myself together. Corsi. That's okay. It's a, it's it can be a day. It can be a day, Senator. It can be that day, you know. But we yeah. we love you and we're we're here for you and we hold you and man, ooh, we need you. And this is why we love you because you can you have these moments of of realness. The fire comes, but also the tears gotta come too. So oh, yeah. don't get me crying. I did my lipstick and I feel like the lips <laughs> gonna go all the way down, and I'm gonna look like the Joker, and then it's gonna be awkward, and then someone's gonna say something on Twitch, and you know. You could never look like the Joker. <laughs> well, you thank you. On YouTube, super chat. Corsi, Nina, let's go. Love you. Thank you, Corsi. I needed that. And TYT members, Dion, the lovelies, Nina and Franny. We are appreciate that so much. And Dion put a little heart, a face with eyes that has the hearts are eyes. Sexy Speed Racer, where have you been Sexy Speed Racer? <laughs> I had the good fortune to see Tina's private dancer tour in person back Ooh. in the day. Spectacular performer, heart taking human being. Oh my God, Speed Racer. Whoever was able to see her live and in person like that, please cherish that. I never got that opportunity, friend. Jessica, I don't know if you did, but oh, man. No, no, wow. but I'm very jealous. I know yeah. Ida did. Ida posted about it. Ida, Ida Rodriguez, did. she said yeah. she went. I was like, oh. Yeah, just Ida was just with us just yesterday. Wow. Oh, nice. But 
something to cherish for the rest of your life. And Madam Rochelle, hi, Madam Rochelle, Nina Turner and Tina Turner, both singing to my heart and my soul in different ways. Thank you for that so much. I was sharing with the team that you know, oftentimes people would not necessarily hear me say Nina and would say Tina. And I would just, or when I was in speaking engagements and people introduce me, they know it's Nina, but for some reason in their mind, they would say Nina. <laughs> right. And I would step up to the Mike Francesca and say, oh yeah, what's love got to do with it, baby? <laughs> Everything, you know, just taking it in because Tina Turner is so beloved. I mean, who doesn't want to right. get their name yeah, up exactly. with Tina Turner, Nina Turner? That is absolutely Turner. fine. It's not like that guy, Matt Gertz on uh, on Twitter, where you're like, dude, I feel sorry for you because Matt Gertz in his bio, he's like, I'm not Matt Gates, but to be confused with Tina Turner, I'm like, that's fine. Oh, that is absolutely <laughs> a high, high honor. So I do definitely want to give a big thank you to Madam Rochelle for putting that out there. Oh, I, I, I feel like I, you know, I could have a shift here. I do feel like this. Tonight is the big new Ron Sanctimonious. He will announce his presidential run. He'll do it live on Twitter in a discussion with Elon Musk. I mean, did we expect anything other than this from <laughs> Governor Ron DeSantis? Listen to what Fox and Friends thought of that. Make the big announcement with Elon Musk at six o'clock tonight on Twitter Spaces. Right. What the heck is Twitter Spaces? <laughs> I wish I knew more about it. Okay, I think he's trying to make it. Sounds bigger, like a video right? function. Yeah, right. Yeah, we've There's heard a that they want to do some streaming and some podcasts and that kind of thing. I think it's fascinating that they're using social media as a way to announce a presidency. Yeah, I've never uh, seen I, it happen before. And I think it's great for Twitter. Fascinating. Been pretty sad. I mean, come on, they <laughs> they nailed it at first, and then they tried to pull it back a little bit. Their first reaction to this was really the right one. And the most recent news this morning, go Ron DeSantis has filed the paperwork to run for president. We knew that this was coming, this is of no surprise, these headlines. Florida, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis files paperwork to run for president. And his next step, DeSantis set to announce 2024 run on Twitter with Elon Musk. Adding a twist to the beginning of his presidential campaign, the Florida governor is expected to appear on a live audio conversation. So much courage, you're not even prepared to show his face with Mr. Musk. The social platform's owner on Wednesday evening, that is tonight. So if you are bored as hell and you have nothing else to do, go <laughs> ahead and tune into Twitter spaces to hear all the madness that I can imagine is going to happen. The event on Twitter spaces, which is planned for 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, injects a level of risk into a rollout that is expected to be carefully scripted and ensures that Mr. DeSantis's first impression as a presidential candidate will be aligning himself with Mr. Musk, an eccentric businessman who has ranked at times as the world's richest man. Put Francesca oh, up. We please know him. Put, yeah, please. We and, and, and put, keep that up. Yeah, thank you. Come on, Francesca, really carefully scripted so that our first introduction, this is not our first introduction to this dude. It's gonna, first of all, it's gonna still sound terrible. I don't care how scripted his announcement will be, it'll be bad. Like, there, someone without any, like, charisma or um, ability to sound sincere at all, like, the only thing worse than them just sort of talking is adding a script 
for them to follow, right? Like it's like, this will be terrible. And also I love that it's going to be just audio in the year 2023. Twitter spaces existed for like, I don't know, five, six years at this point. Like it was kind of weird then, it's still not a great idea now, but like you're literally gonna do this on audio with people just chiming. It's not gonna work for Elon and it's certainly not gonna work for DeSantis. And I think it's so funny that Fox and Friends reaction of like, oh, that's, I think it's fascinating. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. what is this social media you speak of? If they were to say, we're going live on Facebook to announce it, everyone understands that, right? Like, cuz Facebook is way more widely used. It's, you know, it's like, all right, interesting decision and then they went ahead, but like, to do it on the most obscure platform, on the most obscure function of the most obscure platform that people are you know, leaving like rats on a sinking ship. Mm. I mean, Senator, this is only indicative of what DeSantis's presidential candidacy will be like. Yep, it is, and the man just lacks courage. It's not gonna have any pizzazz, it's all audio, not even visual. And the launch will you know, tie him forever to this billionaire and in my opinion show how out of touch that he really really is and this you know the event on Twitter spaces which is planned for 6 p.m. Eastern let me report that repeat mm. that but come mm. on folks I think I put it best when I said this my stunt double nothing says in touch with the average American than launching your campaign with the richest man in the world I mean really this this is what this dude is doing cuz he really got nothing I mean, he really, he's being, I mean, Donald Trump is beating him right now in the polls like he stole something. Both of them are horrible. And DeSantis is even worse than that. I mean, really dangerous, dangerous man. And Joe Walsh said it pretty well too. Let's take a look at what former Congressman Joe Walsh put out there. You announce your run for president on a social media platform where nobody can see you, dude. I had to throw that in there. They can only hear you and you announce it with the wealthiest person on the planet holding your hand. I suppose it's just perfect for a candidate who's lacking in people skills. Oh, Congressman Joe Walsh, man, you really stuck it to him. Yeah, you did. But the polling doesn't look great for Governor DeSantis per this morning's consult poll. And he gets a tracking poll out there, and, and the man not doing well. President Donald J. Trump, as I mentioned before, and we've we've talked about other polls on this show. The polling is showing that President Donald J. Trump is trouncing this dude. Trump posts 38 point lead before DeSantis's 2024 announcement. And I don't know why the heck he thinks that that announcing his candidacy on Twitter Spaces of all places, Twitter Spaces of all places, is gonna help him I mean, exactly. with this. We know CNN would have given you the town hall. Come uh, on, they'll what? give anybody a town hall. Ouch. You Ouch. I mean, you know, I'm throwing shit. I know you can because occasionally, you know, they they do us a favor and have Senator on. They they do have, you know, one of the few networks that will have a progressive, like a freedom fighting progressive, not just any. Yes. Yes. No, and I'm, look, and keep on booking her, but I'm just going to say that (laughs) it's just so funny to me that also, can we just be honest? Elon Musk also has no people skills. He also is an uncharismatic boob. 
no disrespect to boobs. Um, but like this guy is, it's just like, what happens? Do they cancel each other out and create like one sort of like mega droid or someone completely like, is it just chat GPT at that point? Or do they like, like, do they combine to be like the normal charisma of like a regular person? You know, I don't know who's like, <laughs> like a, a, just a normal 14 year old boy. Is that what happens when they get together? You know, so I'm very curious, very curious how the science behind this works. Well, we will see. We will get all the reports we need on Twitter about how this went down. And I'm telling Francesca, I really, I mean, to insult the 14 year old boys, I mean, I know you meant no harm, but the that two of them true. together couldn't even measure up to a 14 year old boy at all. They just <sighs> don't have it. And we know, of course, President Donald J. Trump had to weigh in on this. Trump has started his day by doing what he does best, attacking and insulting his former political ally turned rival on social media. The president got started at 4 a.m. That's the time I, I, I get up a little bit before 4 a.m., but I'm not starting. Got to be starting something. That's President Donald J. Trump's model. Look, Rob the Sanctimonious came to me asking for help. He was losing badly. Now, you know what? President Trump ain't lying about that. By 31 points to popular agriculture commissioner Adam Putnam. He was getting ready to drop out of the race, ran a terrible campaign. Ron told me he had one last chance. My support and endorsement with Putnam and everybody else wanted also. I gave it to Ron and the race was over. Cuz almighty Trump definitely stepped in there. Ask, ask President Donald J. Trump, he'll tell you he's almighty. And one day he went from losing badly, and one day he went from <laughs> losing badly to winning by a lot. With three large Trump rallies, he won the general election in an upset, disloyal. Woo, nothing like this to get my mind off of uh, my my uh, my sadness today. Yeah, Donald just J. Trump going in just like he, he, but you know what? He ain't lying about this dude, <laughs> he, he definitely not. 20 minutes later, cuz Donald J. Trump could not rest. Ron DeSantis can't win the general election or get the nomination because he voted to obliterate social security. Go ahead on press. Yeah, yeah, go off. This full populism, but some, you know, for instance, my grandmother, you say even the bloke, a broke clock is right two times a day. But let me just mm -hmm. go finish what President Trump had to say. Ron DeSantis can't win the general election or get the nomination because he voted to obliterate Social Security, even wanting to raise the minimum, the minimum age to 70 or more. Voted to badly wound Medicare and fought hard and voted for a 23% tax on everything sales tax. He was and is a disciple of horrible rhino, right? Paul Ryan and others too many to mention. Also, he desperately needs a personality transplant. Francesca, was he peeking on your notes? And to the best of my knowledge, they are not medically available yet. A okay. disloyal person. Ooh, can't nobody shade. Can't nobody shade like President Donald J. Trump. So it's, it's really been a really quite a busy day for both of these Florida men. Well, first of all, I love that that like, <laughs> that was a good burn. Trump is usually incredibly unhinged on Truth Social, but like yeah. that little tirade actually kind of worked, and he nailed it. Our personality transplants available, like again, still a little bit of a you know a teenage boy burn, but yeah. very funny and also weirdly indicative of the transplants that Donald Trump has had. Hello, hair transplant, like scalp transplant. We know he had a transplant, so he's like, I know. 
transplants. Like it's very funny. But like, yeah, um, this is the best because I, I like to think of Mr. Mike Pence, and I just sort of pour one out because he's like sitting there, you know, like waiting outside the principal's office as like you know the the one kid went in before him getting reamed, and he's like, oh, oh, you know, I don't want it to be me. Like he did it, he did it, he did it, because Mike Pence is so scared of being called disloyal. Oh man, I tell you, Donald J. Trump did that. Now he a full popular because imagine if he had to taken care of these things, like fought hard for the things that he's accusing Ron DeSantis of of supporting and or not doing. Imagine if President Trump went in the opposite direction and secured Social Security. You know, really poured his heart and soul into saying, you know, Social Security now, Social Security forever. Right. You know, imagine if he used some of this for some good, how much further along we would be. But I gotta tell you, baby, he he did Ron DeSantis ain't ready for the street fight that he is about to have with President Donald J. Trump. Two of these no, men, Lord Florida. It is a street fight. Help us, Lord. Help us. I got to call on Black Jesus with the sandals on, Francesca. <laughs> this is one of those moments, my, 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 my. All right, I'm going back to viewer comments really quickly. I just want to thank you all so very much. Going through these segments are really helping me come back and, and I just appreciate you all. We have Ophris, love you, Nina and Fran with purple hearts. Thank you so much. C Prince, where you been, baby? C Prince says, you are a real person, Nina. We love you so much. We are all together in this crazy little thing called life. Isn't mm -hmm. that the truth? And life definitely happens to us all. And Rodney from YouTube Super Chat, love you, Nina. Thank you for keeping it real. Well, I'm sending my love to you all too. And thank you for bearing with me, for being with me today. It is a very emotional day and I appreciate you all. But I'm starting to... Uh, to perk up a little, a little bit, mm -hmm. these stories, baby. And when you talk about these Republican candidates and what these Republicans are doing, God help us all. And I truly, truly mean that. Speaking of Republicans, we're not gonna leave Carrie Lake out. Listen to what Carrie Lake had to say recently about, you guessed it, Ron DeSantis. When you pick a fight with Disney, you need to play to win. And so far, Governor DeSantis has been outworked and outmaneuvered by Disney. You know. If you can't beat Donald Duck, how are you going to beat Donald Trump? I think that's the question we have to ask when it comes to Governor DeSantis. And I think he should stay in Florida. Well, far be it for me to ever think that I would say that I agree with Carrie Lake on this. He ought to stay his behind in Florida. He should have never ever become the governor of Florida, but here we are, but she right. You need to go on and stay in Florida. So she was mocking Ron DeSantis or AKA the Sanctimonious and the ongoing feud with Disney. And she's sort of right. You know, how, how, how can he take on Donald Trump when he can't say, seem to shake the tomb squad? And what <laughs> grown man? I mean, really, ask yourself this question what grown man picks a fight? With Mickey and Minnie, Daisy and Donald and Goofy. And I mean, what grown man does that? But yep. here we got this governor in Florida, the one that's gonna announce his presidential run on Twitter spaces, trying to fight, trying to duke it out with Disney. With, but, but anyway, sorry, it's just so, it's so stupid to me. It is so dumb that he like, 
The one thing that Trump had was his fake right wing populism, as you just mentioned. And as we talk about all the time, he never made good on it. And I wanted to say, even though you know Senator Bernie Sanders did say, look, if Trump is real about doing something, I'm with it. And right. everyone, he got a lot of flack for that. But yes. it's like, no, no, if he could have, if Trump actually wanted to expand healthcare access or healthcare, do universal healthcare the way he sort of vaguely promised. You know, I I think it's great that someone like Bernie Sanders would work with him. The point is this, Ron DeSantis has not learned any of the lessons of why Trump was successful. And it goes beyond just his name recognition and his sort of like disgusting, you know, like personality, which does, you know, win over bigots and such. It is the fact that he was caping as someone who was actually gonna deliver for the American people. But like Owning Disney because they have a couple cartoons that have like, you know, LGBTQ plus characters, or like I'm still not clear on why Disney is so woke, you know? Like going after that is like you are heading into irrelevance, man. Nobody cares. These things flame out in a week. People get mad and then they move on. Fox News knows that, man. They know that they can't talk about the green MM anymore because they talked about the green MM a month ago. So how is your campaign gonna last until 2024 when you're still on the Disney thing and you're losing? And he's losing. And again, what grown man? I just, I just don't even. And but Lake, you know, but what what she had to say sounded eerily familiar to me. Take a listen. The sanctimonious DeSantis wants to box with Mickey Mouse. And let me tell you something, America. Put him in the ring, and I bet Mickey Mouse will whoop his ass. That's a fight I want to see. Pay per view, baby. Let's do it. Where's Don King at, Benny, when we need him? Don, go ahead. Whoop <laughs> that baby. I want to see Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, Minnie Mouse, <laughs> Daisy Duck, a Goofy. And all the other characters I'm, I'm, I done left off the board. I want to see them whoop Governor Ron DeSantis's ass. Chippendale. That was my stunt double. I, I I don't know what to what to say about her behavior, but that was about a month or so ago. The team will tell me way before Carrie Lake. So I'm just gonna say, is it a coincidence that Carrie Lake said what she said? I'll let you decide. Maybe, maybe it is. Maybe there's universal thought in there, but I just, it, I don't know. I, I think the chick was looking on my notes. I mean, that's what I believe, but Agreed. I'll let you all decide. And it reminds me a little of this, this headline right here. US election, Melania Trump plagiarized Michelle Obama. Is Carrie Lake a fan of Unboss? She probably watching. <laughs> that was really good, if I must say so myself. And she's not a politician because she lost her race. I'm sure she has time to watch Unboss. I know she is. But the feud between Disney and DeSantis has been going on for a year. Conflict between Governor Ron DeSantis and Disney became tense, leading the Florida governor to ask state lawmakers to revoke Disney's self-governing privileges on April 19th, 2022. DeSantis signed legislation stripping the company of its special governing and tax jurisdiction just three days later. The law was designed to go into effect beginning June 1 of 2023. The man is sick. I mean, there are all kinds of reasons to fight corporations. One would be to fight them and stand up for 
workers who may not be making a living wage there to have better work conditions, a better benefits. That that might be a reason to stand up or stand up to corporations who are polluting. You know those kind of global things that will impact the people of your state. But this dude right here, and the fact that he has a legislature that that rolls over for him. I mean, Francesca, at least I did learn in my civics classes that the branches of government are co-equal and separate. And the fact that he has a rollover legislature that will do anything this man asked them to do. He even asked them to, to, to write legislation and pass laws that will allow him to continue to run for president without having to give up his governor's seat. Yes. Now, if that ain't absolute power corrupting absolutely, I don't know what is. Florida, and I'm talking to the people of the great state of Florida. Y'all deserve so much better. You could have had so much better, but you got this dude in yes. there. And then to add insult to injury, the man is fighting, literally gone to war with Disney. Something wrong. It really is something wrong with him. Let's continue to do this because the district held $1 billion in bond debt. The taxpayers would have been liable for a special legislative session in February 2023, allow Disney to keep their special tax district status, <laughs> but still exempt them from choosing who can sit on the board. This dude is just, he's a child and that's an insult to children. I'm sorry, Francesca and I sit up here and we insult <laughs> teenagers. Now I'm insulting younger children. But as a reminder, here is what a real criticism of Ron DeSantis sounds like from earlier this week on News Nation. It's fighting Disney for all the wrong reasons. He acts like he wants to box with Mickey and Minnie Mouse or Donald and Daisy Duck instead of doing what is right on behalf of all the people in that state. Totally trying to erase black history in, in the great state of Florida where it's called the Sunshine State, but it's nothing but doom and gloom under his leadership. <laughs> oh, there it is. Francesca, yes. any final thoughts in this segment? Just, just I, I, you know, wither the Republican Party in Florida because they're all hitching their ride to Ron DeSantis, and Ron DeSantis is losing. He's losing not only obviously the primary for president, but he's going to be losing in his own state too. And this fight with Disney is a perfect example of that. So good luck, because the party thinks it's got something with this guy. I don't know if that's going to really bear out. Yeah, I hope not, seriously. I mean, he's doing it in real time. And one of the reasons why I say that he's more dangerous than Donald J. Trump, President Trump is not in office right now. Ron DeSantis is the governor of Florida and he is using his power. He is corrupt yes. all day long, as long as the day 365, seven days a week, twice on Sundays. And he is using real power in real time to disrupt stasis in that state to other people. I mean, he, he really is, he is a very dangerous man. And he needs not to be president of the United States mm -hmm. of America. We cannot let that man get anywhere near the presidency. And speaking of dangerous, this full frontal fascism and bigotry that is on display in many of our lifetimes. I mean, there's still elders walking the face of the earth who lived through the things that many of us had to read about in history books. But Jesus, Mary and Joseph, America, we have a problem. And it's becoming too numerous, the number of GOP electeds on the state and federal level who have gone full frontal fascist, 
laced in with bigotry. In walks Senator Rick Scott. Let's put up what this dude put up. He is, you know, the backlash because they they upset with the NAACP because the NAACP said boycott that, that state. You know, a, a travel advisory rather. Don't go there, especially if you're black. Don't go there because you're not wanted. This dude, I mean, he thinks it's a game, and I'm not gonna read this whole letter. You all can read it for yourself. But the beginning today, Senator Rick Scott issued a former travel advisory for all socialists visiting the state of Florida. The travel <laughs> advisory comes in direct response to the Biden administration's attempt to erase capitalism and the system that has brought prosperity to Florida and the entire United States of America. Let's put Francesca up. I'm about to break this all, all the way down. Uh -huh. Ain't never been broken for y'all here. Now y'all can read the rest of the letter, but the Juice, you know, all you need to know is in the first part of the letter. First of all, they playing games with the fact that what Ron DeSantis is doing is dangerous. They playing games is reminding me of McCarthyism, Francesca, and a lot of people's lives and careers got ruined over those kinds of smears. They playing games because in this country we do have socialism. It's called socialism for the wealthy. Yep. That's what it is. We give out corporate welfare like we giving out candy for mm -hmm. the wealthy. But when it comes to working class people who may need a hand up, all they do is talk smack. What else did this dude say? He said because the Biden administration attempts to erase capitalism. First of all, Francesca, I guess he didn't hear the, some of the debates and the going back and forth that Biden had with Senator Bernard Sanders and how he would quit at him all the time, I'm not the socialist or I beat the socialist. Right. So this dude to call Biden administration a socialist administration. If it was, we would, you know, we would be a lot Medicare for all, you know, all those other things they want to say that is bad, which is really good. And the American people by a large margin believe that we have should have universal health care, et cetera, et cetera. I can go on. But the Biden administration is by no stretch of the imagination a socialist. And then the dude had the pure unadulterated gall to talk about how capitalism has brought so much to the great state of Florida in this country. Well, you know what? Slavery happened and that was capitalism, baby. Mm -hmm. oh, so, yeah. you know, it's the same capitalism that is allowing corporate greed to crush. So I went all the way back. Let me come on up to today. It's the same type of Capitalism, this callous capitalism, this kind of laissez-faire government, this corrupt type of capitalism that is allowing corporations to be so greedy that they are stoking the flames of inflation. It is the same capitalism that will not allow universal health care or people to have paid family medical leave or for rail workers by way of example to be able to use the strongest tool in their toolbox, which is the strike to be able to have paid sick time. Is that mm -hmm. the capitalism that this dude is talking about? The type of capitalism that would allow the child tax credit to expire after pulling children out of poverty, you catapult them right back in. Francesca, I'm, I'm just trying to understand this. Is this the type of capitalism that this dude is talking about that saved Florida and also made this country great? It's just, you know, this is what an elected senator is doing with his time is issuing travel warnings to socialists 
about, first of all, I'm very glad that I canceled my trip to Orlando recently, you know, cuz who knows? Socialists in the Sunshine State, uh oh. By the way, there are many socialists who live inside of Florida. They're fighting for working people, they're fighting with their unions, they're fighting for all kinds of civil rights that have been slowly stripped away by the likes of Rick Scott as well as Ron DeSantis. But it is so funny to me that you'd paint Biden, of all things, as an anti capitalist. The guy, mm-hmm. as you mentioned, caving to the railroad barons, sure. Yes. The guy who is steadily increasing the inflation rate, excuse me, the interest rate that is bearing down on working families and middle income families if there are any left, right? Like the like interest rates are insane right now. Why? Oh, but because we can't do anything that might harm corporations and their insane profits since the pandemic. No, no, no. The inflation, we're just gonna blame on workers who don't want to work even though the job economy is actually really good and workers are working and no, 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 we're gonna, I don't know, who else do we blame? No, man, this is a guy who loves to be owned by corporations and loves to do what they say. If they say the inflation is because people don't want to work, that's exactly what he's gonna say. When we all know it's because they're just price gouging like crazy just because they can. So it's, it's designed to annoy us, Nina, like it's designed to trigger us, um, but it's also just like, It's so sad to me that it works on Republicans who think that somehow the corpse of Hugo Chavez is like swimming across the Gulf and like like strangling their kids. um, And that somehow socialism is coming for them when no, um, capitalism and oh guns. Armed capitalism is coming for you. Armed capitalism, you better say that. And you know, my stunt double was wondering why in the world are the people in Florida taxpayers paying this man's salary? And this is what she said this man is paid with taxpayers' dollars and has government health care. I'm just saying. So if he's against socialism so much, and the type of socialism we're talking about, Francesca, and you're absolutely right, it's not the kind that people link with European countries as a democratic type of socialism that we're talking about here. But never let the truth get in the way of a good story. And a reminder of the NAACP fact-based travel ban, because this is what he's making a mockery of when the NAACP issues a travel advisory telling black folks and people of other communities, but particularly black people don't go there because a, the love is not there and it may not be safe for you. And you know, elected officials, they're not the only one that does this. Elected Republicans are not the only ones. You got some of these other GOP or, or conservative types doing the same thing. In walks this joker, Matt Walsh. The goal is to make pride toxic for brands. If they decide to shove this garbage in our face, they should know that they'll pay a price. It won't be worth whatever they think they'll gain. First bud like. Light and now Target. Our campaign is making progress. Let's keep it going. This man is an absolute fool. And then I like what Alexandria put in a tweet. This is it. Stochastic terrorism in a nutshell. She really got that right. And you can see on the other side this headline Target pulls some LGBTQ plus merchandise from stores ahead of June Pride Month after threats to workers. So you mean to tell me people who mentality is like this. They sitting up here threatening workers that are working at Target, for God's sakes. 
I, I just, I mean, really, this this is some sick stuff, y'all. And people are really, they, they're being hurt. People are getting hurt right now because of the likes of people like Matt Walsh and, and Rick Scott and others of their elk just playing games. They stirring up hate and otherness for no reason. And meanwhile, this war on wokeness continues to fall flat because the American people have bigger concerns to deal with. And Francesca laid out some of those concerns. And what do Democrats and Republicans view as some of the biggest problems in America today? Thinking about America today, how big of a problem are each of the following? Inflation number one, period. All right, and we can go on and on and on, breaching the debt ceiling, border security, et cetera, et cetera. But it ain't wokeness, baby. It's mm-hmm. not that. And y'all got wokeness wrong. But I, I've taught that lesson in the past. I'll come back to it in another segment. And here's some words to the wise, these powerful and relevant words from the minister, Minister Malcolm X, the one and only that really fit this moment. And we're dealing with social media because we know technology. But the media's, the media's the most powerful entity on earth. They have the power to make the innocent guilty and to make the guilty innocent. And that's power because they control the minds of the masses. So it's not just, you know, mainstream media, it's the fact that everybody has social media and people like this Matt Walsh dude giving him a platform of this magnitude to spew this kind of hate. It is disturbing. America and is disgusting. People yeah. people have a right to live their lives. And as long as it's not impeding on somebody else's, what, what's the preoccupation here? And then workers at some of these stores got to worry about getting beat up. Damn, America, we really, really do have a problem. And speaking of problems, because Frances, I think we can hit one more segment before yeah. the show is over. Matt Gates says the quiet part out loud as the June 1st deadline for the debt limit agreement looms. Dems have accused the GOP of holding the economy hostage. Apparently, Representative Matt Gates agrees. Check this out. Would you say that the conservatives like yourself are becoming more pessimistic about the state of negotiations if you know there's a bipartisan deal in sight maybe or how would you like characterize the mood among your conservative colleagues right now? I think my conservative colleagues for the most part support limit safe grow and they don't feel like we should negotiate with our hostage. Wow, I mean, he really did say the quiet part out loud. That was Gates in his interview with Seema, Seema Force, Joseph Zeb Alos, Zeb Alos. I think I got that right. So this dude thinks it's okay to play games with the American people. No surprise there. He views millions of people as hostages of the GOP. There's something wrong with this man and these right wingers who are doing this, and they're doing it. They don't care, taking us all over the cliff. And here's some more backstory on the supposed limit, save, and grow act. Please, that title is very deceptive. The Limit, Save, Grow Act is legislation that Republicans passed in a party line vote last month. Staking out their position that the debt ceiling shouldn't be raised unless rich tax cheats are protected and an ax is taken to spending on federal nutrition assistance, <laughs> Medicaid, affordable housing, child care, and other key programs. Ladies and ladies and gentlemen, this this we're presenting to you your today's GOP. Critics mm-hmm. were quick quick to call out Gates for the cruelty of his comments. Jeffrey Funk, spokesman for Accountable Us, was quoted as saying, a key player in the extreme MAGA House majority now admits what anyone paying attention has suspected all along. Congress, 
Congress Republicans consider the US economy and millions of jobs a hostage while making unreasonable austerity demands that especially hurt low income veterans and seniors. What happened yeah. to all that pro-life stuff they talk? But let's not also forget the fact that neoliberals have also been dragging their feet on this. A few members of the Senate recognize that and are urging Biden to take swift action. With negotiations between the White House and Republicans at a standstill, a growing number of congressional lawmakers, including prominent progressives such as Senator Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren, are imploring President Joe Biden to use the 14th Amendment authority to unilaterally avert a default, an option the president has thus far resisted. And now we're gonna go on to what Representative Ilhan Omar pointed out, the importance of not caving to the GOP's command. Check out this tweet. Maybe he could also tell us who their hostages are. The American people, our economy, VA benefits, social security. Matt and the GOP are playing a dangerous game. And like every hostage situation, someone is going to be hurt. We have to rescue the American people. Francesca, in our 60 seconds left. I mean, you can't negotiate with terrorists, right? I think it's more than, you know, we have to save the American people. It's no, we're not going to negotiate with terrorists. And President Biden needs to say that when it comes to this debt limit BS, right? When it comes to the idea of like, yeah, limit, save, grow. No, no, no. You you mean starve, shiver, and die. That's what you want the American people to do under your budget proposal, Republicans. So just say it openly and President Biden needs to call them on that. Okay, so again, Democrats will come to the negotiating table every time. Why? Because they don't want people to go hungry, right? And they don't want you know veterans to lose their benefits. But it is not okay to negotiate with someone who's openly saying that they're taking people hostage. Nope, it's not okay at all. And they could have done this when they had control of the in the 117th Congress, they being the Democrats. But here we are, President Joseph Biden said that he could negotiate, that he could be very bipartisan, that he could get the Republicans to do what no other president has been able to get them to do. But alas, that has not come true. This is our time today on Unbossed. Thank you all so much for being here with us today. It was a stone cold blast and to have Francesca on such a heavy day for me. We got through it, sister. I want to thank you so much for being right by my side and to each and every one of you. And thank you for all the comments. We were not able to get to all of them, but I'm just sending you all so much of my love. You know what I want you to do about this time. You know what we want you to do. Always, always, always keep the faith, no matter how hard life gets. Keep that faith, keep on pushing. But you know what we gotta do with faith? We gotta marry it, we gotta couple it with fight. Don't ever, ever give up the fight until next time. Thanks for listening to Unbossed. If you like the show, then you'll enjoy our other podcasts on TYT Network like The Damage Report with John Iderola, Indisputable with Dr. Rashad Ritchie, and The Young Turks. Make sure to listen and follow, and if you like what you hear, give us a five-star rating.